righty then. It's episode 22. It is the Seattle Preview Podcast. As we uh, talk some New York Jets here on the Fake Spike Podcast. Vort, what's going on, man? Not much. Actually excited about the game because we get to see my favorite Jet of the last two years, uh, Jamal Adams. That's what it is for me at this point and just finding something exciting kind of creating excitement to watch the game so that's it for this week i'm gonna enjoy jamal adams and see what the jets are gonna do to make me scratch my head this week i think the jets are actually gonna play well this week they you know every time they have like a this huge groundbreaking moment where you think that the floor is gonna fall out and they and and everything's gonna be done and they're gonna get killed by 90 they you know they actually play well this is this is historically the jets have always done this just when you think it's an opportune time for them to get hammered they they play well. I, I I will tell you I am gonna I'm gonna come up short of calling a win. If Seattle had not lost to the Giants last week, I might call a win, but I can't call a win. But wow, I think the Jets are really. Yeah, you know because Seattle's defense is not good. Sam played fairly well last week. The team is gonna be pissed after another week of of looking like a bunch of laughing stocks. And even the lowly ass stupid Jets with with their no talent and their terrible coaching are gonna be pissed about the way they lost last week. So. I really want to call a win, but if again, if Seattle had not lost so badly to the Giants last week, I don't see them losing two in a way, two in a row at home against these two teams. So, but I will call. I will. I will say the Jets will hang in there and make a game of it. So obviously, I, I want to hold off on my first point, and I want to ask you a question: Are you basing the potential for, if not a win for a close game, are you basing it on the fact that the Jets' offense looked? pretty much uh, like a real offense last week and you expect them to keep it rolling against the bad defense or are you basing it on the fact that Seattle's defense is that bad that even the team as pathetic as the Jets can will be allowed to hang in there and make it a game no I don't think any defense is that bad that when the Jets are at their pathetic that they can hang in there no I think the Jets um yeah, you know, I mean, it's been except for that Miami game when when Donald returned, and then some some parts of last week, the Jets' offense has not looked absolutely terrible for the last four or five weeks. That Miami game was kind of a was kind of the one where they did, and then last week there was some some you know points where they did. But the Raiders, the Raiders' defense is 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 I guess I guess you can say it's similar to Seattle. They're, they're strong up front, bad in the secondary. So I see the Jets hanging in there. I do. I think Seattle's a better team than the Raiders. So the Jets won't, you know, they won't need a, a miracle to lose this game. But I, I do think that they will keep it close. I think they'll come out. And if the Jets were a little bit better team, I think they might win. Or again, if Seattle wasn't going to be on their guard after losing a bad, they shouldn't have lost to the Giants. You know, if if they weren't going to be on their guard after a bad loss, you know, and, and ready to freaking make up for it, then then the Jets m- might sneak a win here. I don't see it happening, but I would not be absolutely stunned if they did. Believe it or not. So you and me kind of see, uh, pretty much see this very, very differently this week. To me, this is almost uh, like redoing a podcast from last week. I see a good team like Seattle. They're coming off uh, a bad loss, losing to a team like the Giants. So obviously, any team that's a potential Super Bowl contender, when they're coming off a bad loss, they're looking to make a statement. It's kind of what we were talking about last week with the Jets. Uh, the Jets are bad enough that you don't want to be in this position where a contender is coming in and they're just looking to right all the wrongs and kick your teeth in and the Jets give them that opportunity. I also think what happened to the Jets last week is almost going to be a factor to work against them this week. Pete Carroll is not only going to 
motivate his uh, his guys with the fact that they're coming off a loss. He's also going to use the fact that the Jets were pretty much one play away from winning last week. So, guys, let's not take it for granted. We're not going to go 0-2 in New York. Let's come out. Let's make a statement. Let's be strong. Let's be aggressive. Let's be real contenders. Let's put them away early. Let's not give them that hope, that light, that in the fourth quarter they believe they can win a game. So I think... Uh, pretty much the same thing I said last week. I believe it's uh, it's going to get ugly. The thing that does give me hope that it's not going to be as ugly, I still think this is going to be a very, very easy, comfortable win for Seattle. But the only thing that gives me comfort that it's not going to be a complete beatdown like a varsity versus JV is the Jets' offense finally came into its own last week, looked like an NFL offense, had some big plays. Hopefully the momentum keeps going, especially with the fact that we are playing the 31st ranked defense in the NFL. So if you're going to put up some numbers, this is the week to do it. So maybe that's the factor. But again, in the best case scenario, I see the Jets putting up enough points again to make us excited that the offense is doing something. But uh, it's still not going to be enough. I believe uh, Seahawks just have way, way too many playmakers. I just uh, the four names that uh, control their offense. It just uh, it's pretty much world beaters. Uh, Chris Carson at running back, two terrific wide receivers. They're gonna have a field day against the Jets secondary. DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett, and obviously Russell Wilson, one of the best QBs in the league. Just too many weapons, in my opinion, for the Jets to to contend and get enough stops to keep this game close. I can't disagree with that. And I am kind of going to go in the same direction I went a few weeks ago when it was more voodoo and looking at it from do or or like kind of looking at the past and going against what my brain is and my heart is telling me. My brain and my heart tell me Seattle's going to crush them because it's too obvious, you know, coming off a bad loss, a really good team, uh, you know, you know, we agree on Russell Wilson. We both love him. He's a great quarterback. And Russell Wilson will not miss those open receivers that Derek Carr missed last week. But at the same time, I have seen this script with the Jets. And with the with a couple of exceptions, I've been pretty close on a lot of the times when I see the direction the Jets go. Because the Jets are like a freaking TV show, man. It's the same freaking plot. It's the same everything. And in these games, when... You think the Jets are going to be demoralized and you got a team that is is much better. And, and the, the Jets usually show up for these games. They, they kind of like the opposite. If you're a Seinfeld fan, it's like opposite George. Did you ever see that episode? Of course. Of course. Okay. It's like opposite George, right? You expect, you, you, you like <laughs> normally you tell the girl, hey, you're beautiful. Instead, you say, hey, bitch, you're ugly. This is the, Jets. the Jets are going to show up and play a good game. That this this I'm basing this on, on evidence of what I've seen in the past. Nothing absolutely nothing having to do with the actual game itself. If I look at it from a, an analytic point of view for the game itself, like you just did, I would say the same thing. You know, the Raiders and Seattle are similar teams. They're built the same, except Seattle's got more talent, a better quarterback. And, you know, Jamal Adams, you, you can bring the Jamal Adams revenge factor in there. Jamal Adams might have eight sacks. You know, he's going to be looking to make a statement in this game. So you're right. From that standpoint, I cannot disagree with you from an, from an analysis standpoint. I am just saying I have seen this, I have seen this episode many many times, and the Jets usually hang in these games. I cannot see them winning, but I can see them hanging and surprising some people. That's all. I took a very different approach when I started to evaluate the game. That's the that's the way that I looked at it too. The Jets' offense kind of clicked. The uh, the Seahawks have a really bad defense, so if nothing else, the Jets can stay competitive, put up some points, keep this game close. And then I just kind of had to take a step back and tell myself, this is the Jets. Uh, 
stop digging for positives and just look at it as the Jets and what you expect from them. And what I expect from the Jets, being a dark sider and being a fan, is we have, for this week, we have almost, I don't want to say every reason, but we have reasons to believe that they'll show up, they'll be motivated, this heartbreaking loss, the, the, the offense looked good and solid. There's reasons to be optimistic that they can make it a game. And those are the times when Jets don't show up. Just when you think like they're trending in the right direction, there's hope, there's something positive. Let's build on that. Um, it's going to be the complete opposite. They're going to completely fail to show up and it's going to be a one-way beatdown. So that's where we disagree then, is you think that they should be expected to play better this week and they won't. And I, I'm going the opposite way. So we're on the same page in a weird way. I say that they should be expected to be killed this week by an angry team that, you know, up until the last couple of weeks, they, they would consider a Super Bowl contender in the NFC. I still think they are. Uh, you know, so you, you would normally expect the Jets to go in and get smoked in this game. And I'm saying that they're going to do the opposite. So it's, so we, we, we are weirdly enough somehow on the same page you want to analyze the game a little bit i mean i i gave my analysis the jets jets offense is going to look halfway decent it's going to look better than we think they'll put up some points it'll probably be a high scoring game uh the jets probably won't stop seattle too much so i'm going to go with a high scoring game seattle wins you know we'll, we'll, we'll do our scores in a few minutes but if you have any other analysis you want to put in there go i also like you see it as a fairly high scoring game i do believe the jets will end up putting up some points simply because seattle's defense is just uh, they're just off this season so so far, they haven't figured it out. And the main difference to me between last week, the Raiders, where I really missed in my analysis, is outside of Darren Waller, there was not enough playmakers on the Raiders. They made plays when they had to. But as far as just looking on paper, Hunter ran for a good receiver, but uh, not a world beater. Their running back was out. And Derek Carr is inconsistent. When I look at Seattle, it's the same thing as last week. Good team coming off of a bad loss, going to be pissed. But the team is loaded with playmakers, especially at wide receiver. And that's the Jets' big, big weakness this season. Their secondary is a mess. Inexperienced, no playmakers. And that's why I think it's just the playmakers are going to have a field day and the Seattle is going to have a lot of explosive plays that are going to be game-changing plays. Give me uh, an over-under on Eric Metcalf. Uh, Eric, I'm thinking of his freaking <laughs> uncle, of uh, DJ Metcalf. 150 yards, over-under. What was your over-under? 150 yards. I think just under. I think he goes between 125 and 130. Okay, what about Tyler Lockett? I think between 90 and 100. I don't think we're going to have both receivers uh, running up for 150, but I think it's very reasonable and even I'll say likely that both will have over a century. So uh, I'll say uh, 125 for Metcalf and uh, 105 for Lockett. All right, fair enough. And then Russell Wilson, who they've been trying to do the run game thing. He hasn't been throwing as much. So you're going to go over or under 300 yards for Russell Wilson? Over 300, closer to 350. This is the game when you have a slumping quarterback that has weapons. This is the game when he really, really breaks out of a slump in a big way. I'll say 350, uh, three touchdowns. I see it similar. I think I think your uh, your analysis of their offense is is good. I think the Jets' offense will hang in there. But you know, uh, you know, uh, Mims is not playing this week, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's so cute. The excuses uh, on Monday morning on the Jets' Facebook groups. We could have had this game if he had Mims. Yeah, here we go. If only Mims would have given his usual forty-five yards. We <laughs> As far as the score, yeah, I'm going to throw it out. Uh, I see the Seahawks winning 37, and I'm going to give the Jets 20 points based on the fact that uh, Seattle's defense is struggling and the Jets were clicking last week. Still a lopsided loss, but 37-20 uh, for the Seahawks. 
37, 20. And, that, and that's your realistic view. What's your worst case? Worst case scenario is 37, 6. And the way I see it happening is the Jets often stumbles and takes a step back from last week. Just when all of us are hoping that they have something to build on and move forward, they're going to do what Jets do and do a complete uh, turnaround and uh, underperform. Or should I say perform like we're used to the Jets offense performing while we're going to witness the Seahawks offense run absolutely wild. A load of playmakers, literally all of them are going to have big plays, going to have touchdowns. And uh, on top of that, the cherry on top of the cake will be Jamal Adams uh, stepping up and playing like uh, and looking like he looked on his best days as a Jet. One INT and something like a strip sack fumble forced so he will single-handedly be responsible for forcing two turnovers and then at the end of the game we're looking at a score of around 37 to 6 or 37 to 9 okay and then uh what's your um what's your best case absolute best case everything goes right for the jets seattle continues not to look good what's your best case scenario my best case scenario is the Jets offense uh, does prove that uh, they are building something from last week. They're going to continue to look solid. They're going to take advantage of facing a defense that's struggling, and they're going to put up between 25 to 28 points, but still at the end of the game end up losing by 7 to 9 points. So my best case scenario is the Jets still lose. They lose by a touchdown plus. Hit me with it. What are your best and worst case scenarios as well as your outcome and the, the final score prediction? All right, let's go with the realistic final out, out the final score prediction first. I think the Jets put up some points. I still think they lose by a lot of points, but I think it's one of those games where the reverse of the Jets' normal game, where they keep it close and you're like, wow, they should have lost by 40. I think this will be the reverse. I think they'll lose by 14, maybe 17, 13, 12, something like that. But it'll be like, wow, that was a much closer game. I don't, I don't know how the score got there. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with my, my actual prediction as, as Seattle 38, Jets 24. Let's go with that. So very high-scoring game. Jets put up a few, a couple of touchdowns, and they get their obligatory field goal probably early. And um, so, so that's going to be that. Now, my, my best case my best case is the Jets Jets pull out a win, but I just I can't go there. I just wow. can't. Okay. So my my best case is that the Jets hang close. They make a game of it. They they have a lead late. Seattle comes back and wins because they have Russell Wilson. So my best case is the Jets are within, you know, seven and, and let's say final score 31-27, 34-28, 34-30, something like that. I mean, I think the Jets, you know, my 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 analysis from before holds true. The Jets hang in there. You know, maybe it's a little lower scoring and it's 24-21, 27-21, something like that. But that's my best case. I, I, I have to fall short of calling the win. Now, the worst case is that I'm completely wrong about all of this and the Jets really did fall into the black hole last week. Seattle is super angry. Jamal Adams gets his revenge and we're talking a, a, a slaughter from the from the get-go here and the Jets lose like, you know, 41 to 3, you know, 40 40 uh, I, I can't say Seattle, you know, 40 yeah, 45 to for 10, something like that. That would be my worst case where Seattle's angry. It's clicking on all cylinders. They're sick of all of this crap where Russell Wilson just doesn't hit his guys and the defense doesn't play well. And the Jets offense goes to what it was two weeks ago because we don't know which one is the real Sam. Is Sam the one that played last week or is Sam the one that, that we've seen for most of the time this year? So if that is the case, then the Jets get then the Jets lose by 30 or more. So that is uh that's kind of my my you know, my take on it, I guess you call it. And I'm going to go with a final score prediction of uh, Seattle 38, Jets 24. That is my final prediction.
and I'm going to go with 37-20. I do want to just share one more thought. Uh, you just touched on Sam Darnold and the offense. If we were having this conversation uh, midway through the season, five, six, seven games in, I would kind of agree with your point. I would see the logic there. But at this point, I have to unequivocally say that what we saw last week, I have to chalk it up to an aberration. Just everything went right for the Jets. Everything went wrong for the Raiders. We're 0-12 for a reason. Going back into last week, we were going into that game 0-11 for a reason. So I can't take one good game and say, wow, we turned the corner. At this point, I'm just too defeated and too broken. I'm going to chalk up last week to just, it's an asterisk. It just, uh, everything aligned. Everything was perfect for the Jets. We still managed to lose this game. We're not going to have that chance again. And uh, like I said, I almost look at it as a negative because Seattle is not going to take the Jets for granted. They're going to be telling themselves, listen, we just came off a loss to a bad team and we're playing against the Jets team that by all accounts should have closed out the game. And they almost took a game from the Raiders who are a playoff team or at least in contention for the playoffs. Let's not take that chance. Let's step on their throats early. So I just, uh, I see the worst case scenario much more likely than even my predicted score, which is 37-20. I see the worst-case scenario, 37-6, much more likely than uh, 37-25, 37-26, something in the range of a one-touchdown or a nine-point game. Like I said, I don't completely disagree. I am strictly, and I'm not going based on because the Jets look good last week. It is not, it's not about that. It is about 40 years of the Jets showing up when you don't expect them to, not showing up when you don't when you do expect them to. And this is a perfect scenario for it because everything points to Seattle smoking the Jets this week. It is set up for a smoking. You know, they basically got the bong going here, you know. It is set up for Seattle having a bad loss at home, having another shot at home against a bad team. Seattle needs the game because the Rams won. You know, the 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 offense is really good. The Jets defense is banged up. The the you know the Jets offense looks terrible all the time and and the Jets were demoralized last week. Everything points to Seattle killing the Jets, which is why the Jets will show up and almost win. So that's that's only thing I'm basing that on, and I will stick to that. Again, a few weeks ago, I, I did the opposite and I was right because I because I said my heart said this, but I think watching oh there was the Miami game half the half the world was predicting the Jets would get their first win and I was like nah my the Jets the Jets are gonna get killed you know they're gonna lose by seventeen or more and they lost by seventeen exactly and but I didn't really feel that that was that was based on what I had seen with the Jets over all these years and that's why I remember telling you like sometimes you get this emotional thing and you want to go with your heart but you have to go with what what the the evidence tells you that's what I'm doing again here so. Hey, whatever. Evidence evidence of the Jets, years and years of doing this, is the Jets are going to keep this close and possibly even win. I cannot see the win, so I will say keep it close and, and do what, they, what nobody's expecting. So that's it. For shits and giggles, there is two questions I want to throw at you, and they're specifically aimed at players. Number one, yes or no, will Frank Gore lead the Jets in carries tomorrow after we saw a breakout performance from the, from the younger backs last week? Uh, did Frank Gore have a concussion? Is he playing? He did have a concussion, but I have not heard anything about him missing the week. So let me re- rephrase the question. If Frank Gore is active, does he lead the Jets in carries this week? Or do, do they finally turn the page, use him in the complimentary role, and somebody else gets the bulk of the carries tomorrow? Um, I, you know, I, I want to th- I, I cannot go against, here we go against w- with the evidence. I cannot go against the evidence that I think that if he's healthy, he, he's back to being the workhorse because Adam Gase is that stupid. I can't see him suddenly going with these rookies. So I would say yes. If Frank Gore is healthy, 
then uh, then yes, he will be the lead back once again. He now he may not have ninety percent of the carries like he normally does, but he will still be the guy. He will still having us scratch our heads. I unequivocally agree with you on this one. If Frank Gore is active and playing, he will be the workhorse and he will lead the team in carries. The other question, just for entertainment, to see if we can come close. Uh, and I'll go first to give you a second to mull it over. What are going to be the final stats for Jamal Adams? I'm going to submit the following. I say he gets something like seven to eight tackles, one INT, and one sack. I am going to say Jamal Adams will have six tackles. He will have three sacks. I think they're going to blitz him a lot. He's going to, so I'm going to say six, six tackles, three three sacks. Um, I, I, was, I say he will force a fumble. And I don't know if he recovers it or someone else on his team, but he will force a turnover. And I'm going to go short of an interception because I don't think he's going to be out in coverage as much. And I mean, who, who's he going to cover on the Jets? You know, I mean, there's nobody for him to be out there for. So I think they're going to use him as a as a blitzing guy a lot to put pressure on Donald and and um, and, and get Donald flustered. Because you know, if I can pick up the fact that Donald panics and throws early from the pocket or runs out of the pocket early, then obviously you know an NFL defensive coordinator can. So I don't think he gets an interception. I think he does force a fumble. So I would say uh, six tackles, three sacks, and a forced fumble. So both of us do see him being involved in a turnover. So can't wait. But absolutely. Yeah, he will absolutely leave his mark on the game 100%. I have no doubt. Yeah, about he can't keep his mouth shut. He's going to be in Pete Carroll's ear all week saying, hey, man, let me get in here. Let me make sure I do this. Come on. Let me get on a statue. You know he's freaking chirping in Carroll's ear all week. And and Carroll is probably like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Let's let's get the game plan. In. And then on Sunday, when the game plan's set and everybody's ready, he's going to go, go ahead, Jamal, have fun. Especially with all the criticism he's taken this year that he has not been, he's basically been almost a, a shell of what he, we assumed he was when he was playing for the Jets. He really has not performed. I think this is going to be his coming out party. Just everything clicks, the, the anger, the frustration, the facing the bad team, facing his old team. I think it's all going to come together and it's going to be his shining moment this Sunday. I pretty much agree. So, well, I guess that will wrap it up for this week. I don't have anything else. I, I have, I've not been on Facebook much this week and, and the stupidity is, is really going. Oh, I, I do have one funny thing. It wasn't necessarily a post, but one guy was saying that uh, if we get Bill Cowell, we should get Eric Bieniemy as an offensive coordinator. And I just had to laugh. I'm like, why would Eric Bieniemy leave the offensive coordinator job of the Chiefs to come here when he's going to be a head coach somewhere? It's just, I mean, this is, this is, yeah, that's the logic of the Jets fans. Yeah, I don't even want to go into Bill Cowell being the potential coach i want to save this for the midweek podcast for next week because that's going to take us half an hour to an hour easy of us venting enjoy the game always a pleasure and i look forward to talking to you sunday night all right man talk to you later yeah.